When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Joining us now, I don't know if she slept yet after uh, last night at Eden Park, but Taylor Johnson, good morning. Good morning. I tell you what, I haven't slept because I live in Mangere and every Samoan has told me that we've won the Rugby League World Cup semi final. So uh, it is so noise, I'm surprised you can't even hear them through the phone. <laughs> Mate, how good, how good. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know that you represented Samoa yeah, yourself. Uh, so uh, two big <laughs> two big wins, so a uh, big win for Samoa, probably unexpected, uh, but not uh, maybe as unexpected as the Black Ferns rolling over the Poms on uh, last night at Eden Park. Oh, it was such a phenomenal atmosphere. I, I, Eden Park was outstanding. The crowd was awesome. Uh, what a game as well. Just absolutely everyone were on their feet for most of the game. Obviously, that red card was a huge moment as well. And I just think England deserves so much credit for, you know, staying right into the fight until literally, you know, the last seconds of the game with 14 women on the field. Um, but equally, the Blackburns, you know, they still played outstanding. So it was such a good game. And I think a real good display of women's rugby and rugby in general for, you know, those people who don't often watch rugby, aren't really rugby fans, but just watched for the sake of it because it, you know, was in New Zealand and free to and things like that. So I'm pretty sure we've got a few new um, fans. Um, yeah, just so happy that the girls stuck to their guns and played the game they've been trying to play all year and threw it around. And um, it was just so entertaining to watch and, you know, Kids watching the game, that you know, they see that and they just think, you know, that's something I want to be part of. Um, I, I was just so happy for the girls to, to, you know, obviously get the win, but more so just do it their style, do it their way. Oh, 100%. You know, the whole tournament, we see that they only run it from inside their own 22. I can see so many people screaming in the crowd, just kick it, but they refuse to do it. And I think that's the cool thing is that they stuck to their guns. And Wayne Smith said, we're not going to win this tournament if we play like everyone else. And and um, he did exactly that. You know, they, they changed things up. They always... Um, went to their back line and, and why wouldn't you when you've got all the superstars in that back line that the black friends did but I, I totally agree with you it's because they played their style and you know England they obviously reverted to the driving more having lost the back um, and, and I think you know people criticising them saying well they played boring rugby well if you had you know one less woman in your back line you're never going to spin it out there because you're not going to get through um, so yeah it was really two contrasting styles of play but I think, as you said, you know, the, the way the Blackburns play is, is really appetising. You just love watching all their tries. There were some phenomenal tries scored by them as well. So, yeah, it was great to see that they stuck to their guns and put out such a good performance. Uh, Taylor, the crowd, you mentioned the atmosphere there. I mean, at one point, you know, the uh, the Ferns were 14-0 down after 13 minutes, and that, you know, that, that could have been deflating. How big a part do you think the crowd were in keeping them in the game? Yeah, it was interesting because when England got up 14-0, um, we were all saying to each other how quiet the stadium was. You could literally hear everything that was being said on the field and we were quite far away as well. Um, and I think once 
we scored that first try, everything, you know, everyone started to find their voice. Um, yeah, the English was certainly very loud in that opening 20. Um, but it, it was actually interesting because I've never heard a full stadium be that quiet because I think everyone was like, oh, here we go. Like England's got their role on. And then I think after that red card, things just, you know, went the way of the black friends from there and the crowd really found their voice. But I tell you what, after when I was doing the presentation for the trophy at the end, I couldn't even hear myself think because it was just so loud. Like my eardrums were rattling from the screaming for the black friends. And I think the most beautiful thing about that crowd as well is I, I wouldn't say many people left at all after the whistle. Everyone stayed around to congratulate France. England and New Zealand um, afterwards you know it was still such a full stadium at the end and to hear that that big roar and also I just think the crowd was outstanding even towards the English and French you know when England were doing their lap you just saw all the Kiwi supporters saying you guys are amazing hard luck you know we're proud of you as well so I really enjoyed the crowd not only tonight but the whole Rugby World Cup for women because it's a lot more uplifting I would say you know I've been to plenty of them at all black test matches you know if we ever played any of the rivals you always hear a lot of a guest in the crowd and call it that but you often don't hear it in the women's crowds which is quite interesting yeah um you're just such a, a amazing all right but how do, how do the girls keep it what are the, what do we do to, to keep the momentum going forward because i mean they've just put themselves on such a front foot it's, it's it's incredible what they've achieved to now but how do we keep it going forward yeah it's an interesting question eh? because i think just the way that they are hold themselves you know like characters like Ruby Tui. There's so many mums out there saying, I want my daughter to be like that and, and things like that. So I just think we just need to keep doing more of the same, probably um, offering out a bit more professional contracts and, and increasing um, the games in Super Rugby Opeki, which they are doing. So there are clear pathways now, you know. Um, it, it's crazy to think that you can just walk down to your local club rugby game and watch about 11 Blackburns on the field and things like that. So I think it is going to keep growing because um, the black rooms are really accessible to the community. And I think more and more people are wanting to be like that and and can be like that. So I think, yeah, obviously um, more investment is, is never going to hurt. It's going to do, um, you know, wonders for New Zealand. I mean, you look at the English side, they've had about, oh, like four, four years or something being professional. So the fact that, you know, they were that good uh, really goes to show what investment does. But equally, um Man, can we keep Wayne Smith around for longer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's a bit embarrassing that those English girls um, have been professional for four years and all they can really do is a rolling moor and, um, and, and scrum panel. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I think actually, in their defence, they do play extensive rugby, but I haven't seen it. they had one, one short. But, hey, if you got if it's not broke, you know, don't try to fix it. <laughs> well, it is broke because it didn't, it didn't, they didn't win, you know. I just... <laughs> I just... Uh, you know that's all they've got. They they even against the teams um, like Scotland, the teams they should have put a lot of points in. They just did their rolling more and they did their scrum penalties. They didn't they didn't really ever try and throw the ball around. I knew they they scored one from long range, but that was got to a quick winger and you know it opened up. I just uh, I don't I don't think I don't think um, as a professional team. I I just think I thought they were weak. That's what I thought. There we go. I think, like, although they often do go revert to their mall and obviously a lot of scrum penalties, I think their back three are really instrumental in everything because their kicking game is probably the best in the world. Those three are always putting them in the right positions. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm a Ford. I'm never going to complain about a driving ball. Where, where's so. their running game? Where, like, wh- You're not going to get that out of me. <laughs> where is the English running game? 
Yeah, I mean, like as I said, if you've got if you know you've got a one woman um, disadvantage in the back line, you're never going to spin it because you're always going to get shut down. And would you rather go forward with the forward pack or backwards in the back line? But yeah, I mean that was, that was the final they won down. But they played Scotland. They played some teams that they should have really pumped and could have thrown the ball around. And they just did. You know, they never had a plan B. England, and that's that was that was their downfall. They never had a plan B. They had their rolling ball. They had their scrum penalties, and you know we didn't shut all of it down last time. We shut it, snippets, particularly at the end. We shut one down, and and they never had a plan B. And you know, I think. If you're a professional team, I think you should you should you know you should have a plan B. You should be able to play another type of, of rugby, and they didn't, and, oh, and that's why I'm glad um, they lost. Oh yeah, I, I think they definitely should have had a plan B, but you also need to give it to a team like New Zealand who shut down any you know option of going to that back line with such a good um, uh, defensive back line as well. You know, um, I think New, all the New Zealand backs probably beat England when it comes to out-and-out pace as well. So I think defensively, New Zealand were good in the backs, but obviously um, <laughs> driving more defence probably needs a bit more work. Yeah, I mean, on the driving more, I know, Taylor, you said you're a forward, so you're not going not gonna to bag it too much, but we were talking about it here, and there were times, I thought, in that final where, I, and I thought the Scottish referee did a reasonably good job, but there were times when it looked like that driving more stopped, and she didn't call that one, she kind of let it rest for a bit, and, and it yeah. almost gives it, it, it almost makes it unstoppable, the way that that was officiated. I, yeah. I mean, do you I, think they need to look at, at the way that the driving more, well, we were talking about it before and saying maybe when it stops once, that's when you use it. You don't get to go again. Yeah, I agree. I, look, I, I think um, it does create boring rugby, if you're being honest. Um, if you're getting to use it time and time again, I think that's a great idea to use it um, once it stops the first time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's hard because, you know, as soon as you collapse it, you give away a penalty. And there's so many times where own teams are bringing it down. Um, you know, if someone trips over a boot, but then the other team gets penalised because, you know, you why would you bring your own maul down type thing? And it's quite hard to officiate when there's so many, body, so many bodies in there. But, yeah, I, I agree. It is... Um, it's not exactly the most attractive thing, but I think why people revert to it is because it's, as you said, because it's almost like safeguarded um, because you get two goes at it. The girls today, um, obviously they're having a few celebrations. What's the, Do you know what the plan is? Do you know where they're going to be? If uh, anyone's listening wants to go down and buy them a beer? Yeah, so um, they're actually going to be in Britter March um, today at 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock. Um, the whole entire team at... Um, to Komititanga Square. So it's just um, in between Commercial Bay and Bredermart from 12 to 2. So, um, yeah, I don't know if any of them would have slept. I highly doubt it. There'll be plenty of sunglasses on, um, despite it not being sunny today. I hope um, they haven't slept. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> I really hope they haven't slept. I, they deserve to um, be having a great time. Oh, 100%. Um, they, they were just outstanding. Um, and I think just the way they carried themselves throughout the whole competition, you know, the lights were well and truly off at Eden Park last night and the security were trying to kick people out and they were still out there signing, um, you know, uh, flags and everyone's um, shirts and things like that. And I just think, you know, going back to it, the reason why women's rugby is going to grow is because of the characters you've got in there, you know. I much prefer doing post-match interviews with the women's <laughs> players than I do with the men because they're just so much more charismatic and honest. 
Yeah. And I like that about them, and I think that's why people are really enjoying um, supporting them because of the way they hold themselves in the community. As I said, they are really accessible. They're always out and about. Um, you know, going to a promo is never an issue for them. <laughs> When's the ticket tape parade? Surely, surely they get a ticket tape parade. Yeah, you think so? We'll see. We'll see. Um, they they, um, they deserve a big parade. I'm sure probably we'll have one in Wellington um, since since Auckland and Tietai Tokoro were the lucky ones to get the World Cup. I think, uh, like, just in terms of a team performance, uh, one of the greats for me. They, you know, they were, they were never meant to win. They got a hiding last year, and they've come back and they've played the way they've wanted to do. If any team deserves a ticket tape parade, for me, it's uh, it's that team. Oh, 100%. Um, and it's also a big feeling of redemption for a lot of those women who went on that end-of-year tour last year, just got absolutely pummeled by France and England, and then to beat them in a semi-final and then a final at home um, was just huge for them. And, and, you know, a lot of the players are the same, and so they would have felt, you know, that absolute disappointment to the elation they feel now. Uh, they're so deserving, but again, you've got to go back to that coaching staff who have really turned this team around, you know. Um, we spoke about the boring way England played. Like that was us at the end of your tour last year. You know, we were just so simple rugby, not not doing anything. But because Wayne Smith, you know, gave them license to be creative and to try stuff, um, and look where they are now. So uh, I think, yeah, as you said, they, they deserve that parade. Uh, Taylor, before I let you go, mate, forty thousand there last night. We I talked during the week to Nick Saunton, the CEO of Eden Park. He said um, that was I think Wednesday. He said they were already talking to New Zealand rugby about a Black Ferns test at Eden Park again next year. Um, how do you mm. think that would go? I mean, I know world champions, we get caught up with a tournament. Do you think they can sell out a, a, a one-off test like that on on its own next year? Honestly, I think it depends on who we play. If it's a Japan again, I don't think so. Um, I, I genuinely think it depends on, you know, the rivalry. I think, you know, there were 40,000 people there, I'd say, almost half were English supporters you know like it was great to see that that many people come out but I think uh, I, I think they can do it if they ride on the momentum of this World Cup I mean I've got plenty of friends who, who don't really watch rugby but they brought tickets and they were like we've just loved watching the Black Ferns they're such a good team and even my husband like you know he's our, he's our only like you know ever watched men's rugby and then he's come along to these games he said to me last night I actually really enjoyed that you know so it's good to see people um being open to going to women's games and actually enjoying it yeah good stuff Taylor hey listen thanks very much for your time this morning mate I know you've got a big day ahead enjoy it and uh continue those celebrations I eh? will we'll probably still be partying it's like you know you have a birthday week we're gonna we're gonna have a celebration week I think <laughs> absolutely we'll be celebrating all the way to next weekend yeah good stuff Taylor thanks for your time mate go well See you later, mate. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.